Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. I was busy stealing cars so that I could take them to a chop shop and I had to get out of there in under a minute or else the cops would catch me. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but I have to deliver an inspirational speech to a bunch of hockey players before they play the Soviets in the semifinals <laughs> of the 1980s Winter Olympics. Yes, and with us this week is a very special guest. He's a comedian, a philanthropist, a humanitarian. His podcast, The Boom Life, is like Joe Rogan, but more casual and fun. And... Uh, of course, I am talking about the Motown sound, the Sioux City Kid, Mr. Saturday Night, Tommy Boom Boom Ebenho. Wow. Wow. So <laughs> glad to be here. Sorry I'm late. Uh, there was some massive weather changes, and the whole Northeast was frozen, and I had to go to New York to save my son and his friends. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Were there waves of like ice? Oh, all of New York was underwater. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of dead bodies in the library. Yes, reason, okay. But, but, yeah. but everybody's safe now. I'm glad Except you Except for my it. partner who went with me. He died. Oh, uh, well, I guess we can't all make it, but I'm glad you made it. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for joining us. This week we're talking Rudy. Yeah. Which uh, you actually suggested this movie. Tell us a little bit about why you suggested Rudy. Uh, I think it's one of the best movies of all time. I will watch it. I could watch it every day. Uh, It's got an underdog. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a true story, I guess, based on a true story. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was like the first title card, right? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, kind (laughs) of, sort of. But... uh, John Favreau's in it, a mm-hmm. young John Favreau, very young Vince Vaughn is in it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just all around a joy to watch. And if you don't like Rudy, and you don't have a heart, or a soul, or a penis, or a vagina. <laughs> wow. Not that, that you need those things. I don't okay. Know. I, well, let me say this. I, I might not have any of those things. you never seen it? it is, no, I had no. seen it, but it had been years. And re-watching it to do this, I was like... I don't really like this. It's not that great. Like I didn't really care for it. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, I I enjoyed watching it because I think it is a it's a great sports movie. It does everything it needs to do to hit all the check marks of being an awesome sports movie. Oh yeah. Uh, the but rewatching this for a second time in a long time. Uh, the person who made this movie really loves Notre Dame, and I think at points of it, I was like, being like, okay, we get it, it's a great place, it's an awesome school, mm-hmm. fantastic football team, but like, shoving it down my throat over and over again, I can't yeah. can't handle it. I mean, I, I did, a, I don't know if you guys did any research about this, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. uh, apparently it was like the first movie that Notre Dame allowed to be filmed on their campus. Oh, really? Since Animal House. Since, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, so with that kind of thing, of course they have to like really showcase the campus and do it in the most positive possible light. Like, yeah, that kind of stuff you're gonna get. I don't know. You th- yeah, you think about it. It could have been at any school. They could have mm-hmm. picked, you know, Stevens State. Yep. Junior college or whatever. But for some reason, they do yeah. jam Notre Dame yeah. down your throat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember as a kid watching this movie and being like, "Oh, I'm going to be a Notre Dame fan yeah. for no reason." Like, 
I grew up in the Southwest on the border where we don't aren't known for our football programs or sports in general, like maybe basketball a little bit, but like, so I didn't have like a college team that I wanted to root for. So I was like, I'll be a Notre Dame fan for no reason. You know what I mean? It was a big uh, marketing scheme for, yeah. I want to know what their numbers did. Their, their uh, uh-huh. admissions numbers after, or at least oh, their I'm sure application they shot up, numbers. Yeah. I, I remember I saw this movie in high school because my high school team was the Fighting Irish. <laughs> so I remember us watching it in school. Um, and uh, I, when I think about like this movie, one, our team, we, we stole their logo. We just reversed imaged it. And then we stole their song and wrote in our own lyrics to fit the fight song yes do you remember any of them oh cheer cheer for old catholic high bring out your colors raise them up high we are here to win this game always for honor never for shame i-r-i-s-h go 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 our motto never give in fight till the finish we'll always win shout your praises to the sky and fight fight for catholic high yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, I was the Fighting Irish Leprechaun at oh. the football games. I was a mascot. I'm a legend there because I tackled the opposing team's eagle uh, at the Thanksgiving <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in South fight. Jersey. Let's hear your fight song, Chris. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I'll indulge you. My fight. We 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 did the uh, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers theme song. Yeah. It was like, uh, come on, Cruces, come on, Cruces, fight right down that line. I think it might be the exact same song. Take the ball clear around our rivals, touchdown every time. Go Badgers! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably the exact same song. I don't actually know what the Badgers is. What's yours? Uh, we took ours from the Central Michigan University fight song. I think it's from uh, Central, uh, Chesney High School, Chesney High School, oh, Chesney High School, we're all for you. We will fight for the black and orange and the glory of OCU. <laughs> Man, that keeps going. But sure. I love that song. I used to, I was way into being like in the spirit section or whatever. Mm-hmm. We would just scream that song. Hell yeah. Well, this is also a good reminder for our fans that uh, have their been, own yeah, fight oh. songs that maybe if you want to <laughs> mail them in to us, yeah. email them. Put, <laughs> oh, email. I thought you were going to say mail them. Put them on a disc. <laughs> but you got to email Eight, Three and a half inch floppy. And then say what school your school copied uh-huh. it from. Right. So yeah. you know the, the, yeah. the No way. originals here. Yeah. You've been listening to high school fight songs. <laughs> It's a new late night radio station. Yeah, yeah. This one's going out to Central High Tech and Herbert Hoover Elementary with Go HU. I think that's a perfect place to just get into why we're really here, yeah. which is to goof around and make up our own goofy ass versions of movie sequels. Um, I don't know. You might have treated this a little bit more serious than I did. I got real goofy with it. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, so the, the version that I wrote is called uh, Rudy 2 Overtime. Oh, I like that. And um, I've got a little script here. It's basically a cold open to a movie. And uh, the only thing that I'll set up is that this takes place immediately after that like freeze frame title card that the original movie ends on. They're carrying him off the field. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. Um, and so for this script, uh, I will be doing the stage directions and teammate, uh, Rudy will be played by Steve. 
and Tom will have you be Agent Johnson. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so here is Rudy 2 Overtime. Actually, let me get a drink real quick. Mm. Thank you for bringing that whiskey Ooh. over. New sponsor, Blanton's Whiskey. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, here we go, here we go. Interior locker room, day. The Notre Dame locker room bursts to life as the football team comes rushing in, still chanting, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. There's celebration and hooting and hollering. Rudy still rides the shoulders of a teammate or two, and he hits his head on every single doorway they go through. The teammates finally let Rudy down once they get to the center of the locker room. The coach, who looks like Billy Bob Thornton, but is not. Maybe? I can't tell. Anyway, a coach produces a champagne bottle, and as he pops it open, the cork flies out and hits Rudy in the eye. The coach takes a swig of the bottle and passes it to Rudy. And as Rudy starts drinking, a teammate pats him on the back. Way, way to go, Rudy! Rudy immediately spits out the champagne and blood in a fine mist, covering another teammate that was facing him. The spit on the teammate, uh, the spit on teammate frowns, wipes his face, and winds up for a punch. Just before he can deliver his punch, Rudy ducks, and the teammate instead hits another teammate behind Rudy whose head flies back and contacts the face of yet another teammate behind him. A brawl breaks out with all the teammates throwing punches at each other, and around their feet, Rudy tries to crawl out from the middle of the pile. He is almost clear when he comes upon two pairs of feet wearing shiny black dress shoes and black slacks. Rudy looks up to see two square men wearing black suits with black ties and black sunglasses. Mr. Rudiger? Yeah? Rudy stands. A teammate notices and holds his hands to stop the fighting. Hey guys, Rudy, what's going on? Uh, The entire locker room suddenly falls quiet, except for a chicken who balks, flaps, and jumps in the background. (laughs) Mr. Daniel Rudiger? Everyone calls me Rudy. Everyone? Yeah. Even your family? Of course. Is your middle name Rudy? No, it's just a shortened version of my last name. <laughs> but why would your family call you that? Don't they have the same last name? Well, yeah, it's just what everyone calls me. But I mean, you're not the patriarch. You're not the oldest or the youngest. You're not even the only one of your gender. What's this about? I mean, why are you the only one in the family that gets called <laughs> exclusively by their last name? Even among the family itself. I don't know. It's It just is that way. Doesn't that get confusing? I guess they're not yelling Rudiger every time they refer to you. Just Rudy, but still. Do you think Lincoln's family referred to him as Lincoln? Or Lynx for short? Or did they call him by his first name to be more clear around each other? It's not quite the same. Rudy is just short for Rudiger. I don't think that anyone called Lincoln... <laughs> links uh, or anything like that why couldn't they what happens when somebody goes by their last name around most circles but in the presence of their family they go by their first name that seems fairly common okay i'm just gonna call you daniel to avoid confusion okay we've got some questions that popped up during the game congratulations by the way Thanks. The team, still enti- still silently standing by and watching the conversation, let out one big hurrah cheer in the chicken box. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, who's this magical Negro you claimed helped guide you? 
I never claim. Before Rudy can finish his thought, he recognizes the still unflinching face of the agent just behind the sunglasses. His name is Fortune. Fortune? A wise black man with the name Fortune shows up, acts like he doesn't care, when clearly he does, and is the only character you've met that really cares about you. He used to play ball, but now he's a crotchety groundskeeper who doesn't watch games, but he will watch yours because you needed a friendly father figure in your life, even though you've already repaired your relationship with your father, and all it took was you proving to him that you were attending college and playing football for the team that he rooted for. Even though he has no ties to the school, other than the fact that it's a major educational institution with a religious background, that, judging by how many children your parents have, they share. Uh... And another thing. How come the one other black character in the movie has one speaking line and that's at the end of the movie and his line-slash-role is specifically to be the first teammate to offer up his position in favor of a white person? Well, he was the captain of the team and an All-American. A clear attempt to minimize the statement just made. Okay, I still don't understand what you're doing here. Am I under arrest? A moment of tense silence is broken by the chicken balking and running out the locker room door, chased by a man with a speech impediment wearing gray sweats and an angry little old boxing trainer. (laughs) Agent Johnson removes his sunglasses to reveal sad, tired, bloodshot eyes. No. We're here because we need your help. (laughs) What do you need me to do? Steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) And see. I think the funniest thing, <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen, seen you write this. That was uh, delightful. Uh, I feel duped into having you use a word that I haven't ever said out loud in my life. Uh, and I know it's not a bad word, but it's real close to one that is. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Thanks. And there is a lot, you're right, there's a lot of bullshit in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is he Rudy? He has, like, 14 brothers. Uh, I even, like, I was telling Steve as I was writing this, I was like, oh, this this should go a whole lot further. But I, I've only got so much time. Yeah. Um, oh, it was great. It was <laughs> delightful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, let's move right along, then. Into uh, Steve, I believe you have written a short scene that would take place closer to the end of the movie. Yes, uh, mine is actually the last scene of the movie, and my movie is called Professor Rudy. <laughs> okay, very different direction. <laughs> Professor Rudy decided to stay in Notre Dame uh-huh. and uh, and be there instead the of professor. being a groundskeeper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because he actually got to because the groundskeeper didn't play a game. That's why he's a groundskeeper. But because Rudy played an A game, he gets to be a professor for two downs. Now he's <laughs> now he's a teacher. No, it'll make sense. Okay, I'm this. looking forward to it. Okay, um, so uh, what, what the whole 
the whole setup is is that uh, this is the big game. It is for the uh, spring alumni game. Okay. And all the all the alumni are there. Um, so for this, uh, you you will be playing uh, Tom. Tom will be playing. <laughs> you remember his name? <laughs> That's Tom, dude. Sorry, we've I been friends for like three years. I know. I took a hit. <laughs> I took a hit of that that whiskey. It's real good. Uh, cool, so, Steve. So Tom, uh, also referred to as you, uh, you will be Rudy, <laughs> and I promise there are no slurs that you will okay. be saying. It wasn't a, okay. Um, and Chris, uh, you are going to be. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. You're also going to be Al Michaels. Perfect. Uh, Chris, you're going to be Brady Quinn and Jimmy Clausen. Okay. Um, and then I will be, oh, and you're also going to do the stage directions. Okay. I will be John Madden and, uh, I will also be, uh, Joe Montana. <laughs> okay. And I will also be Joe Theismann and I will also be doing some, uh, musical accompaniment if, if it feels right. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Professor Rudy. Interior. Day. Notre Dame Stadium Broadcaster's Booth. The moment has arrived, and the anticipation of this stadium is about to explode. The greatest sporting event to take place on a Saturday afternoon in April. That's right, the Notre Dame Alumni Spring Game. But these all-time greats aren't the only ones coming out of retirement. It is a pleasure to be back in the booth with this, uh, with this Hall of Fame coach, John Madden joining us. Welcome back, John. How you doing? Dabber, dabber, football, and dabber, dabber. Good to hear it, pal. Now let's go down to the bus to get here. Good to hear it, pal. Now let's go down to the field where the coin toss is about to take place. At midfield, we have our captains, our captains, captain of all timers. We have Joe Montana, and for the captain of Team Others, we have Rudy Rudiger. Joe Montana and Rudy are standing face-to-face at the 50-yard line. It's time, Rudy. It ends now. Oh, come on now, Joe. If I don't try my hardest, I wouldn't be doing my job. Fucking enough. Shut up. I am so sick of going to galas with millionaires, and the only thing they want to ask me about is you. I won four Super Bowls to try to escape your shadow. I won a national championship for this school, but all anyone ever wants to talk about is you, you, you. Montana shoves a football in Rudy's stomach and storms off. The ref walks forward and looks at Rudy for a second. He then looks forward and flips the coin. He looks down, then back up to Rudy. He yells out, Receiving team! And points to Montana's team. Rudy shrugs his shoulders and walks off. The game starts and Montana's team is crushing Rudy's team. Montana is throwing dime after dime to Tim Brown. At one point, they reenact the catch, just for fun. Rudy and his team of outcasts are getting crushed. The scoreboard reads 77-3, with only seven seconds left in the fourth quarter. Rudy, bruised and beaten, returns to his team huddle. That's it, Rudy. We're toast. Rudy looks back at Montana's huddle. They're wearing sunglasses, drinking champagne and laughing while lighting cigars in their huddle. No, we're not. I'm going to tell you what Dan Devine really told us before that game. Rudy pulls out a stool and stands on it in the middle of the huddle. We're in a fight. You boys are doing all that you can do. Anybody can see that. 
win or lose, we're going to walk out of this stadium tonight with our heads held high. Do your best. That's all anybody can ask for. Hey, wait. And the most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing the game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the score bar says at the end of the game. In my books, we're going to be winners. Isn't that Hoosiers? And on this team, we fight for that inch. <laughs> on this team, we tear ourselves and everyone helps <laughs> around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails out for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches... They're going to make a fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. Oh my god, that's Pacino on any given Sunday. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game, not tonight. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time, it's done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about every great hockey team, <laughs> the Soviets have. Screw them! This is your time. Now go out there and take it. That's not even the same sport. Rudy, are you okay? I think you might have a concussion. Well, maybe so. But you spent 14 years in this tank. And you begin to understand that you've only got two things left that can't sweat out or beat out of you. Your balls. And you better hang on to them. Because they're about to only... They're about the only thing you're going to have when you get out of here. Well, at least he didn't go with the Longest Yard remake. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get up and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Dude, I think you need to sit down. Come on, Michael. It's, it's game time. Get your hands on. Lace up your Nikes, <laughs> grab your Wheaties, and your Gatorade, and we'll pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. You're quoting Space Jam now? Are, are you guys going to back me up here? <laughs> That's not even inspirational. That's just a line that was said by Jordan's manager at the beginning of the movie. For today is our Independence Day! <laughs> Rudy, Rudy breaks the huddle and runs to the line of scrimmage. The rest of the team shrugs their shoulders and joins him. Rudy gets set as all the stars line up for victory formation. The music swells as Montana looks at Rudy and laughs. Rudy looks at the ref as he is distracted by the hot dog man in the stands. Rudy grins and looks back at Montana. The crowd starts to chant, Rudy, louder and louder. Rudy starts to creep off sides. Rudy starts to creep off sides. Until he is halfway to Montana. Montana is taken by surprise as the ball gets hyped to him early. Montana tries to grip on the ball as he steps backward. Right when he gets control of the ball, wham! Rudy hits Montana's knee, causing one of the most grotesque injuries ever seen in the sport of football. The ball bounces backwards as Manti Teo scoops it up and runs it in for a touchdown. The crowd goes nuts. Rudy stands over Montana, leans down to him right in his face. That's right, you sack of shit. This is my goddamn school. Don't you fucking forget it. Rudy gets picked up and carried off the field with the whole crowd chanting his name. Cut to the tunnel. Fortune is there, but he's a Star Wars-like ghost now. He does the hand clap thing, and it's just as awesome as the first time. 
Joe Theismann, coach of the All-Star team, walks over to the injured Montana. Ah, put some ice on it, kid. You'll be fine. But you will never play the game of football for the rest of your life. One last cut to Rudy getting carried off the before the bree. Uh, excuse me. One last cut to Rudy getting carried off before we freeze frame and then fade to black. A title card reads: This is the first time a player has been carried off the Notre Dame field since 1975. <laughs> Yes, yes. Sports speech, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I didn't expect the Al Pacino thing, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have tried. The voice was off. It was so funny. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second. This sounds like any given Sunday. Okay. That's so good. Just a concussed Rudy saying speeches from movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As different characters, yeah. though, too, I think is the... <laughs> And then I thought the Goonies speech was being said for a minute. Yes. Was it, it's their time. It's up oh. there. It's our time down here. There's one that was like that. Uh-huh. Sean Austin also. Yeah. 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 You know, that was... Uh, that, Fighting that was, Irish never say die. That was a miracle. <laughs> and and too, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At first, I'm like, damn, he went Sean Austin history. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, it's just it's just all Sean Astin quotes of like, yeah. oh, Mister Mister Frodo, I'll carry that rock for you all the way to the end zone. Then <laughs> <laughs> he has to throw it into the lava at the end uh-huh. zone. Perfect. Yep. yep. And then he like has to fall in love with a lady who's going crazy because she can't find her son. Uh, <laughs> what movie was that? Uh, those, those Stranger Things. Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And then his sister keeps. Forgetting everything when she goes to sleep, <laughs> and she yes. falls in love with yes. Adam Sandler, yes. and he has to explain everything, and he has a lisp, and he's clearly on steroids. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I would watch that movie. Uh, I would too. There's many more movies in the Sean Astin catalog that will be on this podcast. Oh, that well, great. that was perfect. Uh, that was so perfect. Thank you so much. Loved it. Uh, I think that's a good time uh, to just shoot back a notch. And uh, Tom, uh, I think we're coming to you now. Okay. And my understanding is that you don't have a specific script. It's more of like right. an outline. It's a, a an outline's a good way. A pitch, sure. we'll say. Uh, so my movie takes place ten years after the events of the first one. Okay. It's now the eighties. Uh, after college, uh, Rudy has gone back to the steel mill to work with his father and his, yep. his brother. Uh, and he always looks at Pete's locker, his best friend Pete. They mm-hmm. never let anybody else use that locker. Not because there's some memorial, uh, but of course because of layoffs. They don't. They have more lockers <laughs> than people. <laughs> so it's just an empty, right? Uh, but his brother gets killed the same way Pete does. Okay. And so Which brother? Does the one matter? that married his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Rudy breaks up with his girlfriend. The one that deserves it. The one that, <laughs> when they show up for Christmas and he's, she's dating another mm-hmm. brother, come on. That's hurtful. Yeah. So, anyways, he's working at the steel mill. He's trying to take care of his brother's kids with his <laughs> ex-girlfriend. And uh, 
he gets a phone call from Debop, of course his best friend. He mm-hmm. hasn't talked. He now his Debop's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Sure. He has said, "Rudy, I've bought and I've purchased bought <laughs> the Chicago Bears." Hell yes. And I need a defensive back. Yes. And he says, I know you've always loved two things, Notre Dame football and Chicago Bear football. <laughs> so he brings them on the team. It's now 1985. Yep. Yep. A yes, certain it is. Yes, it is. coach Didka. <laughs> yes, he is. Sees how hard Rudy is practicing. And he's, he promises Rudy that he'll get him in a game. And right before the last game, you know the the Bears were unbelievable that year. They're thirteen and whatever, thirteen and three. Or the last game is in the Super Bowl. No, no, they didn't. They didn't play that fucking putts in the. Can I swear on this? I'm sorry. They didn't play that putts in the Super Bowl. It's a game game sixteen. And uh, Rudy still hasn't got to play, so all the Bears start walking into Ditka's office with their jerseys, right? Yep. Uh, Steve Mongo McMichael. <laughs> all, these, uh, all these great bear defensive players. Jim McMahon. And uh, he looks at Jim McMahon and says, you're a captain. Start acting like it. And he says, I believe I am, sir. So, of course, they let Rudy dress. <laughs> and with a minute left in the game, Chicago's, you know, Chicago has the ball. They're going to kneel it. Mm-hmm. And the coach calls for a, a kneel down to run the clock out. Yeah. Jim McMahon says, okay, we're going to do victory formation. And then uh, one of the other players, I can't remember who, says, we got to score so we can get Rudy in the game. He goes, yeah, but Coach Ditka says, stuff what Ditka says. So they run a flea flicker. The Bears score. Rudy gets thrown in on a kickoff as the whole crowd is chanting. <laughs> Go Bears, because nobody knows who the fuck Rudy is. Nobody knows. So they put him in on kickoff. He doesn't do anything. There's about six seconds left in the game, one last play, and Rudy is on the line. He's offsides again. They snap the ball, and as he's running, he has a clear shot of the quarterback. And then just gets absolutely destroyed by a lineman because it's the NFL and it's not a fucking college football game, which he couldn't cut it in anyways. Uh, afterwards, he becomes an ambulance chasing lawyer. Um, and uh, yeah, what's his what's his uh, ambulance uh, like slogan? Like his lawyer slogan? Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I was in meaningless games. Now let me throw in some meaningless lawsuits. Okay. Something, something along okay, those lines. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and that, that's pretty. You know, really a fairy tale story. Yeah. If you ask me. Um, I, I love everything about it. I think the only thing you're missing is, um, like another character to be disapproving of him. Yeah. That he has to prove something to. What if his dad was like, forget. Notre Dame's done. Yeah, yeah. it's stupid. If you were a Chicago Bear, then maybe I believe in you. <laughs> but Dad, I just, I'm dumb and I got on the team. Doesn't matter. Go to the NFL. <laughs> but yeah, his brother died in the same kind of accident where the water, there's no water pressure. Uh-huh. There's an explosion. You think someone would have fixed uh, that by now? Yeah, yeah right, right. They didn't. Yeah. Although I'm also gonna, I'll throw this your way, maybe. Yeah. 
what if instead of a, a steel meal, uh, they're now working in a sausage factory, and it's like the same issue happens. <laughs> Where I'm like, there's too much buildup. There, you just see the sausage backing up. <laughs> And then Rudy's like, turn, his brother's like, turn the water on. I need more pressure. <laughs> and Rudy's like, brother. I can't remember his brother's name, but in the movie, you know, Pay! Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in. I was trying to see if I could What figure, is it called? <laughs> see, I didn't, I didn't name it, but if I was going to name it anything, it would be Rudy 2, The Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I was also going to try to figure out if I could get Airbud in the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> Golden Receiver. Uh, but this was the 85 Bears. They didn't have a dog. That's true. Me, so that's that's true. I mean, the rules said at that point, no dogs. dogs. No dogs. No dogs yeah. can play. No dogs. And then um, they, they took it out after because they realized it was ridiculous and there were no dogs trying to play. I, I just I love the idea that Rudy is not only an NFL player, but he's... Officially a monster of the midway. He's a monster of the midway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One of the greatest defenses of all time. <laughs> Him and... I, I think... More stuff for Joe Montana. Him and Mike Joe, Singletary. So. Oh. Just like... I had the opposing quarterback that he tries to sack. Uh, was going to be third string quarterback Jamie O'Hara. Of course, from the first movie. It was uh-huh. played again by... Uh, uh, what's his name? Vince Vaughn? Yes. Played him in both movies. You know, called him a suck-ass in the first one. <laughs> and now he's a third-string quarterback for, like, San Diego or something. <laughs> so that old rivalry. But Yeah, I'm so into that. <laughs> Just bring back every character. And then Fortune, again, with that weird clap. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, like, the most aggressive. Like, the whole arm's coming together. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I what I love is it's the clap, but then it's also the hands going like this, yeah. yeah, just like balling up and at the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really it's what sports it was a well acted clap, you know, because oh, yeah. anybody Emotional. else, anybody else would have just like gone straight clap. Yeah. They would have gone slow clap. He did like powered single clap, uh, yeah. pause, then powered single clap, then full clap. Like he. And then fist. Yeah. He also like, took a while to do it. So it's the build up of he's gonna clap. He's gonna clap. Oh, you're oh right. there he claps! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the greatest soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was very. It, it definitely, like, establishes, I think. Sports movie soundtracks, yeah, and I mean it establishes a lot of like stereotypes for sports movies. But I think soundtracks in particular, where it's just like, okay, now let's admire the beautiful scenery of Notre Dame, yeah, or the beautiful like uh, uh, morning breath coming out of this these cold players, these football players, uh, yeah. as this as this you know angelic music plays is when they line up in the three point stance to show the bloody knuckles yeah uh, and the one guy getting his bloody nose like a tissue put up it uh huh yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful um ah, it's what sports it's, is all about it is what sports is all about speaking of beautiful things uh tom oh yeah please tell us uh do you have anything to plug? Where, where can people find you? Find more of your art? How can they support you? Or yeah. do you have any causes that you want people to support? Well, two of them. At, well, there's two, one way to listen to me currently. Uh, the Boom Life. Check it out on iTunes. 
uh, and Podbeans. I think it's on Podbeans, but definitely iTunes. Uh, it's just me, either with somebody or me just ranting and slowly <laughs> losing my mind. If you listen to my quarantine Tuesday night hot takes, I'm just like, at first, it's normal, and then by like week eight, I'm just a fucking bad man. So, I don't know what I'm doing or where I am. Uh as for causes, uh, I will be traveling to the Dominican Republic for six months uh, to work with a nonprofit. I will still do the Boom Life from there. Very excited about that. The nonprofit, if you just want to check it out, fornorth.org. That's mm-hmm. uh, an organization that um, my one of my closest friends started a couple years ago. Uh, our project in the Dominican is repairing schools uh, down there that uh, need help. And also, we're going to hopefully start building a school soon uh, in the Dominican. Kind of like a community center in a school. So That's awesome. So I'll be there for six months. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. That's Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Um, you can also come over to my house to see me live, if that's entertaining. We can just do that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Just stand in my living room. All right. I'll be there soon. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, Tom, thank you so much again for, for joining well, us. Thank and you for having me. Goofing around with us. Thanks for coming um, on, man. So much fun. This is a very... Uh, stressful time yeah and so it's nice to you know be a little be a little damn be a little creative and (laughs) and and laugh together um in an unrelated way you know oh yeah um I was going to make Rudy go through this. <laughs> shut down and see how he would... Like, he was going to play the big game, but then COVID hits and he, the game gets canceled, so he can't play That would be it, really... Yeah. I, I would watch that, too. Uh, he's, still, he's, still, he's still part of the Bears. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. And they're just like, you well, mean, we'll take anyone. Uh, you mean Coach Rudy? <laughs> Rudy 3, Coach Rudy. Ditka fired. Rudy's fired. Yeah. He trades everything for Mr. Khalil Mack. For both. I got a team with two players. One great and one piece of dog shit. <laughs> Who loves the Packers. Danny <laughs> <laughs> a Bears guy. <laughs> oh, this has been so much fun. But, um, you know, I've got to run. I can see about two minutes into the future, and the FBI has tapped me to help them stop a bomb somewhere in the country. Ooh, that's that's super interesting, but I gotta run because I gotta coach a little league football team to take down my rival brother who's a big time Heisman winner and everybody in town loves him. Well, I actually have to leave too. Uh, me and my good friend Toretto have some trucks to, to rob uh, and sell the parts and mm-hmm. hopefully none of us are cops. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's perfect. It's all about family. I ain't playing around, make one false move, I take it down, get back, get back, y'all know me like that. Get back, get back, you don't know me like that. I can't, I can't, I saw, I saw, I hit him right there in the jaw, in the jaw, I can't.